0: you're listening to education review radio this podcast was brought to you by big ass fans the industry leader in ceiling fans for all sizes perfect for your school hall gymnasium classroom and more big ass fans offer the very best fans that are energy efficient and silent to keep your students and teachers comfortable all year round Let Big Us fans help you create the perfect learning environment for happy and productive students. Hello, it's Wade Zaglis here, the Education Editor for Education Review. Today I'm interviewing Dr Adam Fraser, a peak performance expert and director of research company eLab. Recently, Fraser worked in conjunction with Deakin University to investigate parents' changing attitudes towards teachers... Over the COVID-19 pandemic, in the study of more than 1,000 parents of children in New South Wales primary schools spanning different ethnic and socio-economic backgrounds, the findings were remarkably positive. Dr Fraser. Did you or your colleagues expect such high levels of satisfaction and respect for teachers in the survey? For instance, 91% of parents said they had a greater level of respect for teachers following the pandemic, and an almost perfect 99.7% was satisfied with the work of their child's teacher.
1: Yeah, we were quite surprised at how positive the results were. We expected them to be positive just from the initial Uh, Interviews that we did is the parents were quite glowing in what they had to say, but when they actually filled out the survey, the scores were uh, remarkable with increases in respect. Um, You know, they also said that communication was excellent, Uh, they felt supported, Uh, their children were engaged in learning. Uh, But the biggest score was 99.7% of the parents that we interviewed, uh, surveyed, which is over a thousand people. Um, they said that they were satisfied with how the teacher handles the COVID homeschooling situation. So, yeah, it's remarkable.
0: It do you believe these kind of high results herald an ongoing new status or era of respect for teachers? Look, or, do we can, you, or, or do you think this will disappear, you know, once we find that we get the vaccine for COVID,
1: for instance? Yeah, look, it's a very interesting question. With any sort of crisis, we tend to revert back to normal a little bit. And, and that school will probably go down. But from the interviews, parents just said, I had no idea how hard the job was. It was incredibly difficult to homeschool my children. Mm-hmm. The other thing was that they got to see how hard teachers work the hours that they do and how much they do also they got to see that the teachers care about their children very deeply and the last one is that because of the increased communication with the teachers they got to know them more so they formed a greater relationship so they got to see how hard the job was how much they care but also they just got to know the teacher more than they normally do
0: 2020 has obviously been a difficult year for children, particularly regarding schooling. What are four or five top tips you could give parents to share with their children to to deal with the kind of instability that might continue?
1: So the first one is to talk to their children about how they're feeling about COVID. So ask them, you know, what sort of emotions are going on for them? Are, are they scared about COVID? What sort of concerns do they have? What do they miss about life before COVID? Um, and, and really just listen and validate how they feel. So if they say, you know, I'm sad about it, don't respond with, I oh, don't be sad. You know, it's like, I understand. I could see why you'd be sad and validate their emotion and, and tell them that it's okay to feel that way. And that'll make the child feel really supported. Um, One of the other things they can do is talk to them about what do they like about COVID life. Because a big piece of feedback from the parents that we surveyed said, what we're enjoying about this period is we're not as busy. Activities have been cancelled. We're not having to run around on a Saturday with multiple sports. And we're actually spending more time connecting as a family, uh, relaxing and just going at a slower pace. So also talk to them about what they're liking when it comes to uh, COVID life. Um, The other thing too is if their performance at school drops a little bit, don't give your child a hard time about that. I mean, they've gone through so much disruption, they've gone through so much change, that is going to affect their performance. So if they get a score that they're not happy with or they go backwards a little bit, rather than you know, getting angry about that or, or or judging them about that. It's just, you know, once again, talking to them, how, how does it feel when you get that score? Uh, what do you think led to that? You know, what sort of things can I help you with to improve or catch up? But the, the key thing there is a lack of judgment. And the last thing I'd say is just continue to connect with the teacher, like give them feedback about how the kids are going. But I, don't only just contact them when something's wrong or, or something's bad, but also give them feedback about how you thought they handled COVID really well. Give them positive feedback about, you know, what you saw them do that meant a lot to you and keep those communication channels open. And uh, one principal uh, that I spoke to said, you know, with our, um, with our students, we do two stars and a wish so we talk about two great things they're doing and then something we'd like them to improve. My advice for parents is to do that with the teacher. Talk about a couple of things that they're doing really well and then ask, actually, could you address this or change this? So that would be my advice to parents um, during this COVID period. And
0: what about some some tips for, for parents and teachers in terms of their well being, I mean, we know remote learning could be an on again, off again scenario for a while.
1: Definitely one, and in particular for the teachers, is to ensure that they turn off at the end of the day. So, one of the things we're seeing is that teachers are pulling massively long hours, particularly in the homeschooling period where they just had to work so hard and change so much but that kind of became a real behavior so a lot of teachers that we talked to said oh man I'm working so so many more hours than I normally did um, so just having that uh, sort of clock off at the end of the day that ability to turn off um, particularly if you're working from home when you when the other thing we observed is when people work from home, they tend to just keep working and there's no sort of separation between work and home time. So having some sort of boundary between I'm working now or I'm at home now and uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sure. separation just because particularly with educators, it, even like there's some educators who are working from home because they might be at risk or things are going on in the school. But even if they're not, they tend to go home and then put in another shift. So it's just having that time where it is a clear, I'm no longer working and I shut off and then I move into family time and focusing on connection. So that's something both teachers and parents can do because a lot of parents are working from home right now.
0: Well, Dr. Adam Fraser, thank you so much for speaking to Education Review today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day.